Hey all you cool whip beers and Belgian pale ales, welcome to another episode of Boys Are From Martin, a women in beer podcast. Before I get to my interview with Diamond Bell, known as Beers Not For Boys on Instagram, I just want to say I got a new computer and with these new MacBooks, of course, they don't have a USB drive, so you have to buy an adapter. So I wasn't able to use my normal podcasting microphone. So I'm using my computer microphone because my adapter didn't get here in time. So if the quality, the audio quality is a little different, I apologize. But I think with these new MacBooks, they have a pretty good microphone built in. And before we get to the interview with Diamond Bell, um, a beer that I drank this week that I really enjoyed was, I got a very nice care package from Lawson's Finest Liquids out of Vermont. I have a story coming coming out about them on porch drinking. So they sent me um, a nice little sample box, but I tonight am actually currently drinking Little Sip, which is the little cousin of Sip of Sunshine IPA, which I've had Sip of Sunshine, so I was very excited to have Little Sip. Little Six, Little Sip is a 6.2 ABV, um, notes of grapefruit and pineapple. It's a very just good IPA for any type of IPA drinker. I think you'd really like it. So if you are able to get your hands on Little Sip, highly recommend that. And for something I saw in craft beer that I, that I liked this week, it's gonna be a little different. Um, throughout the month of March on porch drinking, we've been highlighting some amazing women in the craft beer industry. So you know, I'm not gonna pick just one story, but just go to our go to porchdrinking.com and read all the amazing stories, features, interviews with some really amazing women in craft beer that are currently doing some fantastic work throughout the country. Um, I personally wrote one on Kate Russell. Um, she was on my, she was the second guest on this podcast out of Hopkinsville Brewing Company, wrote about one of her beers and how she pays tribute to the female founder of the city of Hopkinsville. So like I said, just go check out some of the stories we've done on women in beer on porchdrinking.com. I think we've done a great job at highlighting um, some pretty fantastic women in this industry. And with that being said, let's get to this interview with Diamond Bell. Um, After this interview, my cheeks hurt because I was grinning and laughing so much and smiling. She was fantastic. Um, So enjoy. And as always, guys, thank you for listening. Hello, everybody. I am joined with Diamond Bell. Diamond, how are you doing this beautiful? I don't I think the weather's pretty similar up there in Cincinnati, but it it is is beautiful. It's gorgeous out there. I am doing good. Um, it is Wednesday. For the past month or so, my Wednesdays feel like Thursdays, which is, it just throws me off. So then I think tomorrow's Friday, but it's not. It's Thursday. So <laughs> there's definitely been some podcasts where I'm like, you have a great Thursday. And they're like, it's Monday. And I'm like, oh, like I legit had no idea just because I, I work at a brewery. So I work weekends. So yes. a Monday through Friday schedule is just like not something I know. Right. Right. Um, and if I don't work the days that I normally work, then I'm really thrown off. So, um, <laughs> yes, it is Wednesday and it was, yeah. it got up to about 75 degrees here in Louisville. Yep. 75. Usually we get pretty much the same weather as Cincinnati. So mm-hmm. it was, it was, an, it was yes. a great day just to kind of be outside and enjoy the nice weather after right. it seems like never ending cold and rain. Never ending. So. <laughs> Like I mentioned before, um, you are um, known as Beers Not For Boys, which is a great name, obviously. I am 
boys are from Martson. So any <laughs> kind of like fun play on uh, beer and women in beer is uh, is a fun thing for me. So what, what tell everyone what is beer is not for boys? So beer is not for boys. I came up with that because everybody thinks only men with beards and, you know, flannel shirts drink beer, which is not the case. Women love beer just as much, if not more than men. And so that's how I came up with beer is not for boys because it's just not for boys. It is for us women too. Yeah. So you're essentially kind of doing the same thing that I'm doing. And a lot of other women are doing Mm -hmm. is showing Mm -hmm. the world that women belong in craft beer like that's where we should be and we're trying to break that stereotype of beer just beer in general as being a boys club so um Mm -hmm. and then tell me some of the things that you do with beers not for boys I know you have an Instagram a blog Mm -hmm. to talk about that yes so uh I started that back this is terrible um I want to say 2018 I believe it was 2018 um started my Instagram. So I just pretty much go around uh, breweries here in Cincinnati and try different beers and review them and talk about them. But honestly, um, for me, I would love to start a podcast as well, just, you know, to go around and interview different brewery, brewery owners and even um, women as well, because when I go into the breweries, this you don't see a lot of women. Mm-hmm. And if you do, it's not Black women. Mm-hmm. and I've noticed that a lot and even the, I noticed that like starting when we started going to breweries that there weren't a lot of black people in on the brewery scene in the, in the craft beer scene um I should say um but that's what I'm trying to do as well like try to interview women and try to introduce them to beer because everybody thinks that we only drink wine and all that and I'm honestly I don't care for wine I love beer and that's but pretty much all I drink um, I don't drink ciders or seltzers. It's just straight beer. And so I would love to start my podcast going around to different breweries and talking to the different breweries owners about um, uh, inclusion, pretty much, of, of people of color and things like that. And just that's that's pretty much what I'm going to do. But uh, beer is not for boys. I just go to different breweries here in Cincinnati and I would love to venture out to other cities as well. Um, but right now I just do it here. Yeah, I also do not like wine. I always tell people there are three liquids that go into my body, water, coffee, and I drink my coffee black in beer. And people laugh at that. They think I'm kidding. And I was like, I don't drink, no. I don't do alcohol. Or, I don't do liquor. Sorry, don't do any kind of liquor. Yeah. Maybe a margarita yeah. every now and then, but I can't tell you the last yeah. time I got a margarita right now. Because the only time right. I ever got them was going out to restaurants and no one's, no one's yeah. really doing that as much. And I do right. wine, so um People were like, not bourbon, you're from Kentucky. And I was like, I appreciate bourbon, but no. Not right. No. But yeah, <laughs> so you mentioned your Instagram, which is so kind of background on how I learned about you. I am from Northern Kentucky, mm-hmm. uh, right out in Covington. Okay. So obviously very familiar with Cincinnati, yeah. with a Cincinnati mm-hmm. beer scene, and just happened to see your page or your Instagram profile. Mm-hmm. Saw that you were going to all these Cincinnati breweries. Yes. I thought that was really cool because I hadn't seen anything like that in Cincinnati. Right. Uh, as someone you nice. know doing that and promoting inclusion right. and, and beer in Cincinnati specifically. So I would really appreciate yeah. that um, that someone was doing Thank that. You. And then one of the posts that I specifically want to focus on is the one you posted on March fourteenth, mm-hmm. and it's a pretty long caption. Um, but you started as there's now there's a black 
own brewery in Cincinnati, which is mm -hmm. esoteric, correct? Yes, and that's right. So it says the black owned brewery in Cincinnati, but where are all the black people? Does black owned necessarily mm -hmm. mean that black people flock to it? In my opinion, yes, they should, but that's not always the mm -hmm. case. So talk about the post, right. why you felt it was important to kind of share your thoughts on a black brewery, a black owned brewery opening, but why mm -hmm. black people still don't come to it. Yeah, so just talk about that. Right, sure. Um, so I, I go to Esoteric often. Um, I'm real, they're like a family now. Um, I've, I've seen them grow from the time that it was completely empty. It's an old building in Wanted Hill. So I saw it from the beginning to where it is now. And it's a black owned brewery in Cincinnati. And it, you may see some here and there, some people of color here and there, but that is not the case. It's, it's pretty much white people in that brewery. And you'll see black people in there if they have like a like an open mic night or, you know, certain type of music in there. But you don't you don't really see it still. And I'm like, wow, it's a black owned brewery here in our city. Um, and there's no black people here. And so I kind of want to. Um, I want to try to change that. And that's where I was thinking about like the whole podcast thing, just trying to educate people on it, on why we don't drink beer. I feel like we don't drink beer because they possibly don't know about it mm -hmm. and that all they drink is liquor or the fruity drinks or the wine and things like that. So I would love to include us in that scene and try to educate them on it. I'm still learning about beer as well, but I know enough about it to, you know, talk to people about it and just see how to get them in there and see what they like and what they don't like because you don't know unless you try it. Yeah, so Esoteric became the first Black-owned brewery in Cincinnati and probably one of the only right. one in the at least greater Cincinnati, since Cincinnati area, tri-state area, which mm -hmm. includes Northern Kentucky and then I guess was that mm -hmm. Southeast Indiana. Um, yeah. You know, what What did that mean for you as a black woman for a brewery, you know, something that you loved and going to, to have a, have a brewery that opened that is black owned and you're like, okay, we do like this stuff. Like right. we can support this more people yeah. can do that. Right. It, for me, it was huge when I, cause I, I Googled one day, like I'm breweries in Cincinnati. Cause I wrote a list because mm -hmm. I want to hit all these breweries in Cincinnati and, I, and it came up and you know that they were building and things like that they were looking for investors and so from that point on i just kind of followed it and um to this day um I'm, I'm there every week if not every weekend um just to put my face in there and they know me and which is funny when i first when they first opened it and i went in um there's two bartenders there uh their names are gina and Lori, and i love them dearly and they was like they came over to our tables like are you Beer is not for boys. I'm, I'm, and I'm looking around like, you talking to me? Are you talking about me? Like, <laughs> and they just said how they follow me and how they love the, the the blog and all that. So that that meant a lot. So we we formed a bond as well. And um, just like they asked me if I wanted to do a podcast, it'd be my podcast, but I'll be you know doing it from esoteric. Mm -hmm. Um, but just like just trying to see how we can get people of color in there and how. Because this is huge, you know, it, this is huge. Like we have a black owned, um, it's the wine spot called Nostalgia, it's black owned. I'm like, so we have all these different things. We see, we see there are a lot of people, black people, black people to go there. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, but we have a word here. I know black people like beer, so how come we're not here and, and supporting them? So I'm just really trying to figure out how to do that because that means a lot to me. You know what I mean? Because like I said, all you see are white people in these breweries. And sometimes for a while I felt awkward going in because they turn around and they look like, oh, you know. Yeah, I drink beer. Yeah, I, yeah, I like beer. That's what I would have turned and said to him. I like beer too, you know? So, and then being a black woman loving beer, and, and I always find it funny when I go into bottle shops and I'm, I'll stand there for a while because I want to know what I'm looking at. And it, it takes me a while to pick what I want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and every day, come over, hey, can I help? I'm like, no, I'm good. I know exactly what I'm doing. And let me tell you about this. Like, I, I don't need you to tell me. Like, <laughs> It's like the thing in your mind where you're just like, I know so much more than you. Right, exactly. And they think you know nothing. I, I know, I know a lot. <laughs> Whenever I go into like a bottle shop or just a very good like beer selection liquor store, I feel like a, a little kid in a candy store again, yes. trying to figure out like the one that I want right. to take home to drink. Yes, the one exactly. <laughs> so many options. And it is. Look at. It, it's crazy. It is. It, it just, it blew my mind of how the craft beer scene is like my first craft beer honestly was from Rivertown mm-hmm. it was a blonde ale and uh we were out at dinner at Senate and over the Rhine and that's where I had it. oh my god this is so good and so when we went back the next time it was gone I'm like where'd that beer go and they was like so that's that's when they introduced me to Cougar from Ryan guys and I fell in love with that rest I'm in like, peace the oh Cougar I, like I know cougar. oh my gosh I know rest in peace the Cougar it was so good it was so good but after that, I'm like, that was it. Like it was, it was on. Yeah. So I, I think it's interesting that you bring up this point is like, you know, there's these black owned breweries, these black mm-hmm. owned, like businesses, you know, that mm-hmm. promote craft beer, but there's still a majority of people who go to those places mm-hmm. are white. Right. Why do you think that is? Because clearly it's, it's no secret that it's a black owned business, but why do you think, you know, you're still having a hard time getting people there that are, you know, that are, that are black and not just like continually the white people who go. Right. I think it's it's education. Honestly, I don't think we know enough about it. We only know what we know as far as like the Miller high life and the Heineken and, and, you know, but like, (laughs) But like, like, no. <laughs> Do you think that's part of like a generational thing that maybe younger, uh, you know, people obviously 21 to like 30 mm-hmm. who are kind of changing that where, you know, their parents or grandparents drip, you know, mm-hmm. more the domestic thing. Do you think it's kind of a generational thing too? I believe so. I do. Um, and I think, I feel like now there, it's so much of the the ciders and the seltzers like being thrown in their faces and I thought that that's just what they go for but I feel like if they knew about it and at least tried it and got educated on it that they would like for me growing up my dad drunk Miller High Life mm-hmm. and so I've always liked beer so honestly Miller High Life is my go-to beer if I'm not drinking a craft beer mm-hmm. but that's what I grew up on you know but then like I don't know. I can't, I don't really know exactly what it is, but I would love to know how to get them in there, mm-hmm. you know, get the, get, and I think also for me, I think if I went around to different breweries and asking the, the, the brewers like, Hey, do, do they notice that they don't have that demographic in their brewery? And 
if they want it, if they want them to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just would like, you know, so I, I would like to have that conversation as well. The only thing I'm afraid of is they're not going to give the great answer that we all want to hear. And that's right. just like, True. and that's the True. cringeworthy part of this yeah. interview that yeah. it just, it makes me shake my head and yeah, grind my teeth in anger. So. I know. It's, it's hard. It's hard because like you said, we're not going to get that answer. And they probably don't even care, to be honest. Right. They, I, they probably don't even care. Yeah. So. That was, you know, kind of one of my next questions is like, I work at a brewery mm-hmm. and I'm here in Louisville. So it's a pretty diverse city. Mm-hmm. You know, what would your advice be to brewery, you know, owners, brewers, bartenders to encourage, you know, more black people or when black people come in to like, you know, what can we do to... Uh, make them want to come and then come back right um honestly i would think if if they had like some type of tasting possibly mm-hmm. or sometimes uh, like a bit like that to have a tasting or um i was even talking to someone from fretboard like maybe have um some music that you know that they can relate to or something like that some type of yeah you know something like that but then also you don't want to go that route like hey, this is the, get them in here because we're gonna because they right. have their type of music so no that's not gonna work you know what I mean yeah so I think just maybe putting on an event like that and putting something out like to where there is a taste and like hey let's come come taste this beer and I'll see what you like get flights of beer just have a little taste and then if you like it you like it if you don't you don't but I feel it's just the, the to get try to get more people of color in brewery do you think that the the brewing in the just the craft beer industry as a whole is shaping to be more inclusive of course we saw everything that happened over the summer you know especially being here in louisville is very heightened um and we saw like the black is beautiful collaborations do you think that the industry is slowly changing to be more inclusive or do you think it's just we're maybe seeing a little bit more but it's actually not changing at all I don't think it's changing at all. I mean, maybe just a little. Yeah. I'm putting the black, black is beautiful beer out. That that was an amazing thing. But the thing is, why did you do it? Right. You know, why did you do that? What made you do it at that point in time? And, and why not before? Right. So I don't know. It's just, it's so many conversations to be had and just trying to figure out where to start and how to get us there. And I feel like, you know, it's kind of tiring, you know, on my part and even your part to have these conversations about women and then black women, especially, but I just feel like it's still so important to continue this education because if that one person listens to it, that, you know, and it changes their mind, well, that's one step forward. So, um, so that's kind of why, you know, I do this and, you know, I feel like I'm repetitive sometimes and I try not to be repetitive, but I'm like, if it's that one thing I say and someone hears it and it's stick, then it's all worth it. It is. It's definitely worth it. And I do have some women who now drink beer and they do go to esoteric, mm-hmm. but that's just a few. And I, I would just love to see more of that. Well, hey, one is better than none. So you're that's doing true. Right. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> so kind of switching away from um, that topic, I, we've mentioned before, you're in Cincinnati. Are you, yes. are you born and raised in Cincinnati? I am born and raised here. So one of the things I, you know, loved about living in Northern Kentucky, you know, right across mm-hmm. the river was just this, the, the history of beer in Cincinnati. I mean, yeah. I don't think people, you know, when they think of beer cities, 
in the United States, we think, you know, Asheville, mm-hmm. uh, Denver, you know, kind of San Diego, the upper Northwest. Yeah. But I think Cincinnati is super underrated just because of the the heritage there. Yeah. I mean, it's a very German city. It is. There's a lot of beer. Mm-hmm. So talk about, you know, that impact, the impact of Cincinnati's brewing history has had on you and your journey in beer. Um, and looking it up, just I was I was amazed about I mean, I knew we were a beer, beer city and we had breweries back in the day, but I didn't know how rooted and deep it was. And it, and, and it just drove me even more because I'm like, wow, like I am in a city rooted in beer. And I just made a post about it the other day because I'm going to yeah. order a book off of Amazon. I'm like, this is insane. Like we yeah. are a beer city and I love it. It makes me want to learn more and learn about the history of Cincinnati and beer as well. So. Does the does learning the history of beer and like beer things does that you know does that interest you? Are you like kind of a history buff? Because I saw your post. You posted about yeah. uh, the book on since it's called Cincinnati's Brewing History. Mm-hmm. It, does that stuff interest you? Because for me, I I'm very nerdy and I have a book on yeah. Louisville's beer history. So <laughs> I think they're all kind of the same series. But. Yeah, for sure. I love history and, and, and getting to know our history in Cincinnati that I think that it helped me even further and even more to educate people on beer as well. So yes, I love, I love history. You mentioned Rivertown Brewing, which mm-hmm. are they still, I can't remember, are they still operating or not? You know what, Kenzie, I honestly don't know. I don't hear, I want to say yes. Okay. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> Well, um, well, the fact check that one, it's yeah, over. Yeah, it's yeah. over. <laughs> and we we know some of the heavy hitters out of Cincinnati. We obviously your mm-hmm. Ryan guys, your Mantry, mm-hmm. your Taps, mm-hmm. your More Lines. Kind of shout out some of the smaller breweries. I know you mentioned Esoteric, but we'll mention them again. Esoteric. Yeah. What are some of the other smaller breweries in Cincinnati that you like to visit and that you think are, you know, really coming into their own? Uh, Brink is honestly one of them. Yes, I really I love Brink. They have great beer, um, and they win tons of medals yeah. all the time. So they won, I um, believe, that's definitely won. Yeah, I believe they won. Like, there's a couple different categories at the uh, Great American Beer Fest about brewery of the year, but it goes by size. So I believe they won yeah. for the smaller size, like two years in a row, which is pretty amazing yeah. to do that back to back. And I had I've only been there once before I ended up moving, but it's yeah, you definitely see why mm-hmm. they won. Yes, um, an urban artifact. Um, I like sour beers, but not not too many of them. But they they do have some good beers. So urban artifact, that's another one. Um, let's see, what's another one? And Northern Row. Yeah, a bunch. The crazy thing is, I moved here in August and to mm-hmm. Louisville. Um, but so many of breweries had just opened like in 2000, kind of 19 that I just never even got to experience yeah. when I moved here. Right. Um, yeah. There's like over like 50 breweries in the Cincinnati, like, what do they call it? it area. It's crazy. Like, where did they come from? Like, Ryan Geis and Mantry, and all of a sudden, like they just popped up all over the place. I'm like, it's it's so exciting to me. <laughs> yeah. That's and what I that's like that's my pastime, like going to different breweries on the weekends. Have you hit a lot? How many do you like know that you still haven't been to? Do you have a number? Oh my gosh, that I still need to hit? Yeah. Or, or how many do you um, think you've been to within the area? 
Oof. Let's see. I'll say about 20. 20. You still got a ways to go. I think yeah. there's like 50 something. I got, I got a ways to go. <laughs> Which is like, yeah. to, for me to think back on, you know, Cincinnati beer, just like seeing it develop. It's crazy that they're at that mm-hmm. number. And right. I mean, it is a city rooted in beer. Like they do. Have you ever done those beer tours where they take you like underground? I, I was just talking to a girl yesterday about that. She said, you have to do it. I'm, I'm going to do one though. Cause I, that this sounds so interesting. Yeah. They like take you, they're like, okay, this used to be where like the canal was that they'd bring all the yeah. beer. And like, then they, you like go, you know, you're, you go down underneath these, like you go like three or four stories deep underground. They're like this where the cellaring. And I'm like, how stable is it down here? Because <laughs> right. I I have a, I don't, I'm not claustrophobic, but like, you're just sitting there and like, this could cave in any minute right. and we're, we're all dead and I die. But I'm like, at least I, if I die, at least it's where beer was stored. Like, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, yes, it, I'm going to say I'd be claustrophobic. I am. <laughs> yeah. I kind of just like stood by the ladder in case <laughs> I was just like, your family uh, to my like parents and my brothers like you guys are gonna fend for yourself because I'm staying by the ladder (laughs) yeah but yeah those are really really interesting if you ever get the chance obviously if you're a history buff kind of like myself it's very interesting to do to do those tours and um, just learn about you know more about the history of beer right definitely so what you know oh I have one very re- weird question that okay. I saw on your Instagram that I need to know more information about. Sure. What are your bathroom chronicles? <laughs> so bathroom chronicles is like, I don't even know how I started doing it. I was in a bathroom at work one day and I just, just in the bathroom and I turned my video and I'm just, I get, just like motivation, I suppose. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yes. I, I need to do it more often because I get a lot of like people like me doing that. I'm like, okay. So are they what do you like? Are you just share your thoughts? Do you do beer reviews in the bathroom? Because that would be really genius. Yeah. That you'd hit a market that I don't think that's ever been tapped that's into. A, oh my gosh. I need to do that. <laughs> like you're just like not even going in the bathroom. You're just like sitting on the toilet and like I know you have kids, so the kids are not there. The husband's not there. Exactly. And you don't have to tell them you're drinking in there. Just be like, yeah, I'm in the bathroom. And they'll just leave you alone. <laughs> and that's where I honestly find my peace. I almost went in the bathroom to do this because I wasn't sure if they were going to be loud or what. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would not have judged so, you. Yes, yes. So that's just my, my, my thoughts and just talking about different things and trying to motivate people to get through their day. So yeah. But yeah, that's that's what we, we all need a little, a little motivation. I think things are slowly starting yeah, to get better, but sure. over the past year, yes. we needed all the motivation. Oh man. <laughs> I you, sure. you, you mentioned obviously your your husband. I, I saw one post mm-hmm. and it was like talking about how much more about beer you knew than him and like I don't know how to find it. it. It made me laugh though. You're just like, oh, he tried to explain the beer to me. Like he knew more about it than I did. And he was like, you're like, I'm the beer. Right. Like, sir, you can't tell me nothing. Okay. <laughs> like, and I have an issue, Kenzie. So <laughs> I buy crack. He drinks crack beer too, but it, it's what I pick. I don't want you drinking my beer. So I had two cans of this is what I'm drinking. It's called Support Black Businesses. Okay. It's come, yeah, it's from a, a brewery 
in Maryland called Hellbender. And I have a friend um, that he collabed with them and he made this beer. He had two left. And I go in the refrigerator to grab it because I was going to share, share it with somebody. Right. And I go in and it's only, there was, it was, they were gone. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, did he drink my beer? I'm like, you did not drink my beer. <laughs> I drank one. I'm like, well, where's the other one? He's right here. He was going to drink the other one, but he put it back. <laughs> so I actually find that very funny because, so I'm, I obviously, I lived with my parents for a little, mm-hmm. uh, it was, a little, I think it was a little over two years. It was like, mm-hmm they're listening i'm sorry mom and dad but it was like two years too long but obviously covid happened and yes but i would buy beer and my mom would drink it <laughs> and my family did not understand why i got mad about that right. because like it would be like specialty beer that i would get on a trip or somebody yeah. would send me or i'd pick up and that i just knew i couldn't get and then i'd go in yeah. there out of like a six pack there'd be two missing and i'm like and uh-huh. I'd like storm into my, and I'm like, there's only one person in my house. My mom's a crack, big craft beer drinker. My dad is, but I know he's not drinking my beer. Right. And I would just get so mad at her, like probably a little too mad. That's like, yeah, I've apologized since, but right, right. I'm just like, there's something about like knowing you have six of these beers. Right. Exactly. So I would I then. So then we had a fridge in the garage and which was like our, our, like, like, like we just stored extra food for the freezer okay. and all of our drinks in the, so I would have like my labeled section right. and she knew <laughs> not to touch that. Don't touch that beer. And then for some reason, if I wasn't going to finish them all, I'd put them up on her shelf. And so she'd always ask me, she's like, can I drink this? And I was like, can I drink this? on your shelf? And she was like, yes. I was like, you can drink it. You can drink it. I love it. I love oh. it. No, my family thinks I'm like crazy because I got so mad if my mom would drink like one of my beers, but I was like, this is a special beer that I'm not going to be able to get. And I want to drink. Yeah. So I get that, but it's funny that husband too. Yes. He's going to drink them all. No, like don't do that. I'm like, don't do that. (laughs) You need a, you need like a, like, you like rope off your section of beer and you're like, Diamonds beer and then right. beer. Right. Or like shared beers. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Very well labeled and explained and categorized. Right. I love it. So what you know, what's next for you and you know your beer journey? You mentioned possibly a mm-hmm. podcast. Is there anything yeah. else coming up for you or something that you'd like to accomplish next? Um, actually, I'm going to apply for this teaching internship. Um with a company called Beer Culture. Okay, yep. very familiar. Okay, yeah. So they're they're doing um they put out today that they're looking for interns. So I'm definitely gonna apply to that and see what happens. I think I have the book. Hold on, that's why I was looking. Oh cool. Nice. Is that? Oh here it is. Yeah, this one. Yeah. Yay, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I know he's not, he's, a, he's not affiliated with them anymore, but he kind of started it all. Yeah. Yeah. Very good book. Pretty cool. It is. It is. So I'm going to apply for that. Um, and then see what happens with that. Um, I'm also, um, I'm a mentee of somebody that's a part of beer culture as well. Um, learn to write about beer as well. So I'm just, I'm just trying to, you know, do different things and, um, 
that's what it is. And hopefully it, it, it really goes somewhere because I love doing this. If I could just simply do this and not have to do anything else and just do beer, I would love, I would love to do that. It's, it's <laughs> once that kind of light bulb went off on me that like, mm-hmm. this is what I want to do. It, it was yeah. kind of the greatest thing that I've ever, I mean, I, I, I'm lucky enough to have realized that at a younger age, yeah. but it's just so fun. I mean, right. Just to be able to do what you love and it's a job and you, you know, you get yeah. paid for it. It's like crazy. Right. For sure, for sure. So even even being 41, I hope to still get to that level. Mm-hmm. Um, and people say, oh, you're still young. I said, that's true. And it's never too late. So I, I would love to get where I want to be with, with this beer thing. Yeah. Well, you said you're 41 and that surprised me. So um, <laughs> you, you definitely got, you've got a lot of time and it, 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 it yeah. it's never too late. Um, I don't know if you're familiar, but Cincinnati State has a brewing science program um, there in Clifton. Uh, and they also have the brewing marketing and sales program, which I mm-hmm. did, but we had, I had classmates that were in their, you know, late fifties that were like, yeah. I'm done with my corporate nine to five <laughs> job. And I've always liked beer and they just go back to school to work in beer. So wow, that's awesome. It's never too late to follow your passion. So I'm, I'm excited that you have yes. things, things coming up to, to look forward yes. to. And, uh, I hope yes, you, everything comes together for you. Thank so, you. Like I said, you've listened to my podcast. So you kind of know how these end. Um, I've, yeah. I don't know. I've changed them up since then, but it's basically the okay. same thing. I got rapid fire and then just a couple questions. Mm-hmm. So sure. um, we'll start with the rapid fire. So right. six pack of 12 ounce cans or four pack of 16 ounce cans? I want the four pack. Um, if you're drinking straight from it, a bottle or a can? Can. New England or West Coast IPA? Uh, New England. A stout or a porter? Mm, stout. A Gosa or Berliner Weiss? Ooh, Berliner Weiss. <laughs> a seltzer or a cider? Oh, uh, neither one. But if I had to choose one, I'll go with a cider. <laughs> That's a good choice. <laughs> Do you prefer chocolate or vanilla in your beer? Vanilla. This is just an excuse to ask me if you're a dog or cat person, but brewery cats or brewery dogs? I go with the dogs. <laughs> Favorite beer city you've been to? I'm going to say not, you can't say Cincinnati. Okay. Um, honestly, I'm going Columbus. Yep. That's a good yep. one. It's very, also a very underrated one. The, for sure. Crazy thing. I went to Columbus in February of 2020. So okay. like a month before everything closed down. Oh my gosh. So I was kind of lucky to go there and be able to get everything yeah. in. But yeah. yeah, there's some really great breweries there. There are. And, there and, are. You know, in the beer scene there is fantastic. Yeah. For sure. Your favorite beer glass style. Uh. Let me see. Like, <laughs> I love them all. Um, but I have a Belgian glass that I drink out of. I love to drink all my beers out of that glass. I don't know, it just, it just, it's just different from any other glass. You can really right. get the smell and the taste from that glass. So, yeah, that's what I'm going with. Favorite hop variety? I have to say Galaxy. 
Galaxy. It's a good mm-hmm. one. Um, what is a, your go-to beer right now? What's a beer that you're really enjoying currently that you bought it multiple times? Oh, I'm going to go with, that's so hard, Kenzie. I, I drink a lot of hoof-hearted beer. That, that honestly, <laughs> yes, they stay on repeat in my refrigerator. <laughs> I'm so mad that I moved here to Louisville and it's there to get them is a little bit harder since I'm not, I can't just cross the river into Cincinnati. I've been to, I believe they have two tap rooms in Columbus. They do. I I went to one uh, a couple months back and it was, it was like the cutest thing. Like the food was great. I loved it. Yeah. I think I went to the same one. It kind of has a really like very different feel to it brewery vibe wise yeah it didn't feel like a brewery but it i i, I really I, that's not what i expect yeah okay then we've been <laughs> the same one yeah it's, it's, <laughs> it's very it's very very cool so yeah i completely agree wolf's Ridge, or not wolf's Ridge. wolf Ridge is great too okay. but part it is a, a good one in columbus if you're yeah. ever in uh, that part of Ohio. Okay. If you could go on any beer vacation right now, where would it be and why? And COVID is not an issue. Obviously. Denver. Denver. Yep. I'm Denver. assuming you haven't been before. Nope. Never been. You mean how good the beer is there. And it's, I just heard how beautiful it is. I'm just like, I really need to go there. So I would love to go to Denver. I know they're combining GABF and CDC. CBC Crap Brewers Conference in Denver and maybe I think it's October. Okay. So I'm crossing my fingers that that might be my opportunity uh-huh. to try try it out there. But oh, that would be cool. I yeah. my eye on that. And then who would you most love to have a beer with? If you could walk into Esoteric and sit at the bar with one person, who would it be? It could be my anyone. Dad. Your dad? Mm-hmm. Yep. He's, he passed 20 years ago and he loved beer. And if he knew how the beer scene was, he would be elated. Yeah. So I would love to sit down and answer and drink a beer with my dad. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Diamond, I appreciate you so much for joining me. This has been a lot of fun. And hopefully, hopefully next time when I'm home in Northern Kentucky that we can, we can grab a beer and uh, meet in person, you know, that's... Yeah. It's a weird thing these days, especially with all my interviews. I'm like, maybe right. I'll be a person one day, but who knows when that will be. Yeah, right. <laughs> but well, yes, I would love to hopefully soon one day. Well, good luck with all your applications and tell your husband to stay away from your beer. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Kenzie. I really appreciate it. <laughs>